What's that? Polka? No. The metal. Fargus, I think I finally know why it's taken us so long to hit this meteoric rise that we're now experiencing. Mm-hmm. And it's because in our 20s, we weren't grabbing them by the hoo-ha. <laughs> oh, that's, this is what you want to talk about. <laughs> that's what I want to talk about. That's what the metal world needs to talk about. Uh, and we are referencing that because we are, of course, in the middle. We're at the end. Round two is, is ending today. This is it? We are, are well on our way to finding the definitive heavy metal band, best heavy metal band uh, currently playing, or maybe they're not current. You know, maybe mm-hmm. they've come and gone, but uh, we're finding the, the definitive answer to the, who is the best heavy metal band. This is The Onslaught. I'm Brian. And I'm Vargas. And we got to talk about that ghost song because... Well, first, what is this? I just already said it. Well, second, who are we doing today? <laughs> We're doing. We are doing two bands uh, for the last last round two. We have two very different, although very similar bands that I'll and I'll uh, touch on that in a bit. We are doing Cradle of Filth versus Nothgard. Uh, that's what you put in when you're going to do sports, right? Yeah, you, you pop, put in your Nothgard. Pop in your Nothgard and get get ready so your teeth don't fall out. And your Cradle of Filth is what protects your <laughs> penis from. <laughs> Yeah, the rest of your bands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, the uh, two two bands. One you probably don't know very much. The other one uh, you might. They surprised me. Uh, Cradle of Phil surprised me with how much support they got because I thought that I was one of the few fans of the. I know they have a massive following, but everyone that I seem to talk to is like, yeah, they're not for me, which I totally get. Yeah, but uh, they surprised us. They moved on to round two, so we'll see if. See if they continue to surprise us. Will they move on to round three? Only you can decide. You can decide by voting at the Onslaught Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Nice. Or mail emailing us at the Onslaught Podcast at gmail.com. Now back to this ghost song. Mm-hmm. I had it on in like the background. It's called 20s, I believe. <laughs> yes. I had it on in the background. And when I was just listening to it, doing something else, I was like, well, this is fine. This is okay. Like the the music to it. The melodies and the music to it are okay. They're okay. Yeah. They didn't blow me away like mm-hmm. some ghost songs have in the past. Um, and I was talking with friend of the show and co-host of Debates on Tap every Monday, Brendan, and he was like, yeah, it's not clicking for me. And I was like, well, not a lot clicks with you these days, it feels like. Yeah. It's a rare day when something clicks with him, and yeah. I'm happy when something does click with him. Yeah. Wait. Were you, were you getting him? No, no. Oh, okay. Nope. Sorry. You, well, you, you, I can, uh, oh, you dumb doctor. There it is. You stupid, uh, going to be a dad boy. Yeah. What a, you got his it. life. You got him. Just keeps going down and down, doesn't it? <laughs> First, he became a doctor. Then he got married. Now he's having a kid. What a fucking goon. Yeah. Anyway. And I was like, well, yeah, okay. I was like, no, I can see that. Like, let me, let me go back and listen to it. And then I really listened to it. Mm-hmm. What are they doing? <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> so, when when i first listened to it i i I popped it on and about i don't know 30 seconds in i was like text brian and i was like brian the new ghost song and you responded with it sucks right and i was like what because the first 30 seconds really fun yeah really good yeah it sounds like i told brian it sounds like ghost is trying to make a s&m era metallica song yeah yeah for the first it's kind of chuggy it's kind of I don't know. It had that like kind of Metallica groovy thing to it. 
And then Tobias starts talking about a whole bunch of nonsense. And it's not even, you know, they're satirical to Satan sure. worshiping band, right? Sure. A lot of fun. Like they have the love song that's to Satan instead of to yeah. a romantic partner. That's fine. That's great. That's what we've come to know from Ghost. But then none of, if you read the lyrics or listen to the lyrics, not only are they laughably bad, but they don't make sense. Yeah. They, they just don't. I don't know. And, and maybe a ghost super fan. Again, you can email us at the onslaught pod at podcast at gmail.com or, or yell at us on Twitter at the onslaught pod. But I just don't understand what's happening. He's talking about the yeah. 20s, which yeah. I assume he means 1920s. Well, we're in the 20s. May, oh, may, yeah, you're right. Maybe maybe it's 100 years later. It just sounded like he, I don't know, man, grabbing him by the hoo-ha. Maybe he's referencing some political things that have come up in the past decade of America. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just, all the other lyrics are just very strange and not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's not their best effort, I'll say. We got a lot of good metal out there, though, so go, go listen to Allegiant. Go listen to Zeal and Ardor. Go listen to the stuff you know that you like, regardless of what we say, even though what we say is correct right. 100% of the time. Yeah. You can be wrong. It's okay to be wrong. Yeah. Admit that you're wrong, and, and we will accept that, that as your apology. <laughs> but For being wrong. Yeah. You have to apologize when you're wrong. <laughs> but uh, no, it just, uh, you know, I'll just say it's not for me. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to I'm gonna pull a Brendan here, and I'm going to say it's not for me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, me either. You gonna buy the album though? You don't buy albums. No, I do, but not if it sounds <laughs> like that. Not if the rest of it sounds like the what I've heard so far, probably not. So, because even you, you were like, "This, this is the same band that made Rats, yeah, and Monsters Clock," and it's like, "Yeah, I think, I think, <laughs> I think it is." Well, yeah, yeah. For for me, Ghost was getting the point, like, uh, like Gojira. Where it's like, oh, they've got a new album that I'm purchasing it without even hearing. Yeah. It. Uh, and now, uh, yeah, yep. We'll see. I don't want this to become gossip hour, and I I don't want to shit on bands or or not you know shit on songs really. Sure. Because Ghost has an incredible back catalog. Yeah. It's just like we talked about with, with if when you don't like a new album, just listen to the other six albums that the band has. Yeah. So. I don't want this to become uh, shitting on certain songs. We're just giving. We're just. Uh, hey, we're just asking questions. We're just asking questions. We're just asking questions, man. We're just asking questions. I bet. I bet. I bet Ted Nugent loves that song, though. <laughs> yeah, we'll shit on Ted Nugent <laughs> all day, all day. What do we got for heavy metal news? Uh, not much, to be perfectly honest with you. D. Snyder supports Ukraine. That's good. I mean, that seems like. It's not surprising. Yeah. Um, he seems like a very solid dude. It's kind of kind of slow. slow. Well, you know what I'll say as of this, uh, when you're hearing this listener, mm-hmm. we have we have been to the Allegiant show mm-hmm. on they're playing with Omnium Gatherum and I cannot remember the opener. Doesn't uh, matter. I was a little let down that Greg didn't immediately pull us on stage. I mean, he did eventually. He, we got up there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but the yeah, the, but the fact that we had to ask, right? <laughs> the fact that we had to stop the show, and and I'm again to every Kansas City uh, fan that went that went to that show. We know that after you realized who we were, 
right. were fine with we, it, but right, we're sorry right, we had right, to stop right, the show right. for yeah. you know before you understood what was happening. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, once we got up there, everything was fine. Oh, it was, it was fun. We got chairs. Yep, we got to, we got to sit in lawn chairs in the on the front of the stage and still look at the band. Correct. Our backs were to the audience whilst they played. Yeah, uh, it was really nice. It became a very intimate show. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So that was a lot of fun. So thanks, thanks, guys for for. Thanks to Onslaught super fan Greg. Yeah. Well, I, at this point, I, I think we are the official sponsor of Allegion, right? Yeah. Until somebody else gets an interview. I I don't think he's ever given an interview besides ours. So no, no, no. I mean, us. We give oh, an interview. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we can end up sponsoring a lot of bands. We really bring these bands to the forefront where they need to be. You know. Yeah, that's fair. Give them the exposure they <laughs> they're so desperately needing. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Okay. Well, then let's get into it because I have a lot to say. There was so much content on the internet about Nothgard. Uh, I don't have any other mouth guard jokes, so it's I, the one was all you needed. The one was plenty. They uh, they formed in 2008 in one of those D Dorf cities in Germany. Oh, some okay. yeah. D Dieseldorf, one of yeah. those. Yeah, uh, 2008 in Germany. Um, they have been, as far as I can tell, the same four dudes. Uh, in the band since 2008 um, they have released five four albums um, and they are they released two singles one in 2020 one in 2021 mm-hmm. so I believe we'll, we'll get a new one uh, new one very soon but uh, so they released in 2008 or they formed in 2008 in Germany um, they released a uh, a year later they released a demo of war horns of Midgard uh, which would later be re-recorded and released proper in 2011, two years later. Um, they went through three, basically three record labels for each of their first three releases. And they were those like lower, t- not lower tier, but unknown yeah. record labels, you know, that a lot of younger or newer bands sign with. Um, so in 2014, they released age of Pandora. Um, and then 2016 saw the sinner's sake. Now in 2018, their most recent full length release malady X um, was released by metal blade here, at least in the U S. Um, I, I know the metal blade has people overseas, but the, what it, the way it read is that they can, um, they worked coordinated with metal blade. So I don't know if at that time they were actually signed with metal blade Yeah, yeah. or if it was just like an international metal blade handled the release. Right. uh, Yeah. Right. Um, but Nothgard plays a style of melodic death metal that I really do think the best way to describe it is, quote unquote, I know this word gets thrown out a lot about things that are not epic, but I think the best way to describe it is epic melodic death metal because it's more than just keyboards. Um, it's very orchestral, but and this is where I was it's talking also synthesizer. Yeah, sure. <laughs> this that's that's where I'm I. uh say that cradle of filth and Nothgard are similar sure. is that they are both very orchestral versions of black metal for cradle of filth and yeah melodic death metal for Nothgard. um not a lot of interviews with Nothgard. What? and when i say that i think i mean none interviews with Nothgard. they have a little uh podcast series but those were just them playing along uh with the songs that oh. they had already written which is fine and that's a podcast that well it's called Nothgard TV. It's on their YouTube channel. Oh, okay. So it's a video. 
Well, but in the first one, he mentions how the fans wanted a podcast, and yeah. then he refers to it as episode one of the podcast. Okay. I was thinking it was just a podcast of like them playing guitar on top of the songs where they're playing guitar. That's what the video is. Yeah, but I was wondering how that would be a podcast and with not no just vi- a song. not just a video, right? That's just a song with <laughs> with double the guitar. Yeah. Uh so the the again made up of the same same four dudes um on I believe it, on bass you have Jan Jan Janssen. Uh, this is great. Keep going. Jan Janssen, I think, is how you is how you say it. Is it just John Johnson, and you assume that it's no, Jan? no, it's J A N J A N O S O H N. So yes, in America it would be John Johnson, but since we are in Germany, it is Jan Janssen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Keep going. <laughs> Jan Janssen on uh, on bass. Um, on on drums, Felix Indra. Mm. Uh, on rhythm guitars, you have Mario Scal LaBelle. Mm. And then the founder, Dom R. Cray. Uh, he is also the guitarist since 2014 and Equilibrium, which oh, is yeah. a, a band that may make an appearance on season two of The Onslaught, a mm-hmm. uh, folk, uh, folk metal band out of folk death metal band out of Germany that is very good. Um, but the, the coolest thing about Dom is he is also their keyboard slash the person who does the orchestrations. Mm-hmm. So they don't like hire an outside composer whenever they have like these full orchestral sounds. Dom is the one who does that. He's also the lead guitarist and vocalist. He's a very musically talented uh, individual. He's Mr. Nothgard. He, I, for all intents and purposes, I think he is. But from everything I could see, they uh, they're all very collaborative. It's sure, not it's sure. not a Tobias Forge situation. Yeah, with with Dom at the lead. Um, they they are of course very very happy with their latest album Malady X, and yep. uh, we are looking forward to them doing a new album soon. Well, I'm glad to hear that their album. I mean, it's the age of the internet, and you can find anything anywhere. But I'm glad to hear that their albums are coming to the U.S. Are they, have they toured the U.S. before? Do you know? Uh, I'm s- almost certain that they have. Okay. Be, ha- with them having metal blade records. Um, I couldn't find any specific tour dates or anything. I know they've toured with equilibrium. I don't know if that was prior to 2014 or like after where Dom would, Oh yeah. You know, do both pull double duty or something, but um, they've, they've toured in Europe pretty extensively. Um, I think they're maybe a little bit just from what I can tell a little bit more well-known than Bellacore, but I could be, uh, you know, we did that episode last week. Could be totally mistaken here. And again, what this means, all this is, is a call to Nothgard. Hey, you want the biggest podcast in America to uh, promote you a little bit? Yeah. Hit us up. Don't talk to Joe Rogan. No, nope. he's don't. Don't you dare talk to him. Even even though he's just asking questions, don't you dare talk to him. Talk to us and we will tell you answers. He will give you the <laughs> answers. Correct. And if anyone knows Nothgard, mm. tell, you know, first tell them to subscribe to the onslaught. Well, first, ask if they speak English. They do. We, okay, great. They do. Perfect. Because we don't speak German. Uh, und bisschen. Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> uh, I can say U-boat. You can say John Johnson. You can say Jan Janssen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's enough of that. <laughs> uh, I have Cradle of Filth. Yeah, baby. Danny Filth. Danny Filth. Mr. Uh, Cradle. <laughs> Mr. Cradle. Uh I'm assuming everybody out there is at least passingly familiar with Cradle of Filth. Anyone who listens to the show will be. Yeah. Um, 
they're one of the bigger bands on the list. Um, but I think we probably included them because they get, they get shit on a lot, um, for being, I don't know. They get lumped into the, that group of bands that's like big because they sold out or whatever. And I don't know, maybe it's just because everybody had those like four kids in high school that, that wore the Jinko jeans with the buckles everywhere and had the cradle of filth thing on their bag or and, the, or the shirt with the nun masturbating. They probably yeah. wore that. Oh, I'm going to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so that's, I, I think that's probably why they're on this list. Um, Brian and I both agree that this band is good actually, and deserve to be listened to. So they were founded in 91 in Suffolk, England, and uh, I think it's pronounced Suffolk. Whatever. <laughs> Su- I know Suffolk. Your your English is you're still working on it. But I think it's Suffolk. It's uh, they're from England. Yeah, that's why it's that's why you're working on your English. Yep. Uh, the band is the brainchild of their lead singer Danny Filth, and let me tell you, it took me a minute uh, seeing Danny Filth and hearing James Bond's voice come out of his mouth. Right, was very jarring for me at first. Yeah, it it's uncomfortable. <laughs> Yeah, especially when he's in full makeup. When he's in full makeup, because you expect you expect a Scandinavian voice, if anything. Yeah. <laughs> if if a human voice if at a all, human, <laughs> right? If a normal talking voice is coming out, you expect a Viking's voice. Yeah. And what you get is Idris Elba, mm-hmm. and it's not. It takes a minute. Yeah. Anyway. Jarring. <laughs> yeah. Um, as a kid, Danny's influenced as many metal bands are by horror movies and over the top nature of early extreme bands extreme uh like venom and king diamond uh danny describes his lean into black metal similarly to the way the uh bands in scandinavia would as being a response to a predominantly christian background and wanting to break away from the stranglehold the religion had on individuals lives as well as the communities they grew up in um danny said that christianity didn't really impact his childhood much um but it was more the the he wanted to give people something to react to, right? So it's, oh, Suffolk is full of these, you know, churches and Christians and stuff, and I'm going to try and piss them off, which is a very... I mean, it's counterculture. It's a very black metal mindset. He didn't burn any tur- churches. He didn't. And that that is one thing that, that Cradle of Filth, you know, they came out around the same time as all those uh, you other say white supremacists, other black metal <laughs> bands. Um, but they purposefully stayed out of that whole scene because they didn't, they were like, we don't want to talk to the cops. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, and they, they were right in all up in that scene as well. They were just on the fringes, you know, like, sure. Um, I, I read a story about Danny talking to Faust, um, who was the drummer for, Hellhammer, I think somebody out there screaming at their speaker right now, but he can't hear him from their basement anyway. Yeah, um, he was convicted and did stab a guy in Oslo or whatever. Danny was or Faust? Faust. Okay, and he told Danny, and Danny was like, "Ha, good one." <laughs> Got and him. He, and then he found out later that Faust actually stabbed a guy, and you know whatever. So. Cradle of Filth has always been like, we're not about that. We're just going to be over here doing our thing. Kind of like Immortal. It's a performance. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like Immortal. Um, so the perfect example of 
that attitude that they have of wanting to piss off Christians but not hurt them is, as Brian alluded to, the infamous Jesus is a cunt t-shirt that the band put out in 1997 and still gets attention every few years to this day. In fact, I found a Rolling Stone article that talked exclusively about this t-shirt. And in that article, they list like 10 separate incidents of people being arrested or fined for wearing this t-shirt. Yeah. And I'm assuming a lot of those would have been overseas because religious laws overseas are very, it's just like Poland. Like we talked about with behemoth and stuff. Um, A lot of them are overseas, but I think you'd be surprised at the countries they're in. Um, New Zealand straight up banned the shirt. Wow. Um, That does surprise me already. Yeah. Uh, But there are a lot of countries where it's, it's not like, it's not so much the Christianity. It's more you're causing a public nuisance, like by wearing a t-shirt. By wearing a t-shirt, man. And that's the whole thing. And yeah. and Cradle of Filth thinks that is hilarious. I'm sure they do. Hilarious, because that's exactly what they're going for. Yeah, they're just trying to be inflammatory. Um, I'll I'll quickly tell one of the highlight stories. So the t-shirt was on display in New Zealand, actually. They got a special... It, it was in a museum uh, gallery of t-shirt art. Sure, yeah. Through the years. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that that in-demand museum. Yeah, um, and the, the, they got a special, like, okay to display the shirt, because this was after the shirt was banned. Yeah. Um, but they, they had put it behind, like the beaded curtain in the blockbuster where like the porno shirt, the yeah. porno movies are there. That was the t-shirt was back there. Yeah. The basic instinct of t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. You get it. Uh, and, and there was a woman that broke into the museum, broke into the gallery and spray painted over the glass in front of the shirt so that nobody would see the shirt. Okay. Okay. And then they just changed the glass. glass. And until they did that, people just had to turn their heads a little bit to the left or right to get around to see the shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really funny. That is, that is funny. I mean, that's a very, uh, it's very metaphorical of what Christians do to (laughs) block out the bad stuff. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so putting, (laughs) putting all the controversies aside, uh, and and the stage flare, because whatever black metal, we're not even going to talk about that. Because it's all performative. Yeah, we've talked about black metal <laughs> 10 times already this round. Yeah. Uh, Danny's always maintained that Cradle was never meant to be a shock rock band like Gore or Gigi Allen uh, and has stated that he wants the band to be remembered for the music and not the Jesus shirt, even though I think there's an argument that could be made that the shirt has outweighed the band uh, in some circles. But again, I don't think they've put out a shirt similar to that since then. So I sort of think that they made their statement. They were like, okay. They, they have, actually. It's that bad, though? Well, Danny, Danny talked about this in an interview I read, and he was like, that, we can't top that. Right. There's, no, yeah. there's nothing you can say that tops Jesus is a cunt. Yeah. They put out a shirt that said, fuck your God, which, which is like... Non-denominational. You know? Very nice. It's, it's very 2020. Inclusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I would say that, that the shirt is far and away more offensive to the to the common man than any cradle filth song could be yeah right yeah probably so that's that's gonna be the thing if 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 it's not the music it's gonna be that t-shirt sure. anyway um but before we talk about the music uh we need to talk about cradle's genre 
like Brian talked about in his mouth guard piece a minute ago. It's not even an M. <laughs> oh, it's Nothguard. Nothguard. Sorry. <laughs> uh so we here at the onslaught think that sticking to bands in genre boxes is generally stupid and not worth the time uh and i think cradle is one of the better examples why it's not worth your time uh to call cradle cradle of filth black metal lumps them in the same bucket as like emperor mayhem and botanist and does a disservice to all the bands involved because those four bands are worlds apart in terms of music uh you get the same problem calling them something like symphonic metal or gothic metal and then you get down the road of well there's symphonic gothic black metal which just you're not describing a genre you're just describing cradle of filth music yeah so uh the, the band themselves doesn't even call themselves black metal they just say we're a heavy metal band and that's what i'm gonna do because it's not worth your time. <laughs> yeah. And every article I read was like calling them a different thing. And I'm just not going to do that. Yeah. Buck the trend, buddy. <laughs> I'm bucking it. I'm bucking it right off. Buck it like a Bronco, baby. Uh, so Cradle's debut album, Principles of Evil Made Flesh, was released in early 1994 and made waves in the metal scene, separating Cradle from the rest of the black metal scene with their unique sound and horror inspired lyrics. Interestingly, though, Principles wasn't the first debut Cradle album recorded. After re- uh, recording two demos, they actually re- landed a deal with a label called Tombstone and an entire album of material that was supposed to get released as their debut uh, called Goetia. Go- Go- Goetia. Sure, man. It's G-O-E-T-I-A. How fun is it pronouncing names? It's not. Well, it's an album name. <laughs> Uh, they were supposed to release that in 1992. So two demos in 91, this album in 92. Uh, but the tracks got wiped when Tombstone folded because Cradle didn't want to be locked into the seven album contract they would have been locked into had the album been released. And they couldn't afford to buy the tracks directly from the studio. Dude, this is like the third time we've talked about bands being like, fuck fuck this you know making that young band mistake yeah you know and and having to do something rash to get out of it yeah and this this story is pretty interesting because danny calls it a blessing in disguise where he was like we didn't want to get tied to this contract that we had written up so we let the album we just let it go um one track of it survived and was released on one of their eps in like 2017 or something um but i think it's really interesting that it's a very business move to make a band pay for something they recorded and then even when you're going out of business just to give it to just to spite them you hit the delete button on an entire album worth of work it's a very business decision yeah uh anyway Cradle's second album also had a bunch of crazy label problems. Dusk and Her Embrace was actually recorded twice. Once by the same lineup that recorded Principles, and once almost a year later after the band took their label to court over allegations of mismanagement. And as a result, half the band quit. So they recorded the album, took their label to court, half the band quit, and they had to record a second version of the album. Um, 
it was the the resulting second version has been described by Danny as basically half demos and half reworkings of the original album. Uh, the first version would eventually be released almost 20 years later as Dusk and her embrace the original sin in 2016. Yeah, this band's I feel like infamous, either famous or infamous, however you look at it, for like re-releases and packaged albums of like oh yeah demos and stuff oh yeah it's hard to separate like the studio albums from the remastered or packaged stuff yeah they've done a lot of uh well they went through a period where they were like shopping themselves around to labels and open their own label and then were an imprint on sony and all this kind of stuff and that's when they released a lot of like compilations they did a remix version of one of their albums they did live stuff that yeah so so they they have a lot of studio albums but they have like triple the amount of total musical output yeah because it's all compilations um so everything that i've talked about up until now happened within five years a lot of action. A lot, a lot of action. Ninety-one through through ninety-six. So I'm just going to give some highlights from here on out. Uh, tell kind of the best stories of Cradle. The band's fourth album, Midian, saw the beginning of their mainstream success, uh, hitting twenty-one on the Heat Seeker charts, and gave us the track "Her Ghost in the Fog," which would be featured in the movie Ginger Snaps and the video game Brutal Legend. No. Oh. Midian also features Doug Bradley, who would go on to provide most of the narration on Cradle albums, but is probably best known for playing Pinhead in the Hellraiser movie series, Mm -hmm. which is pretty cool, I think. Especially for horror fans. Horror fans. Speaking of horror fans, in 2000, Danny had a featured role in a horror movie called Cradle of Fear, filmed by the director of uh, of the video from Cradle to Enslave. I haven't watched it yet. But from what I gather, it's okay, not great. Uh, mostly for people who are super into really gory movies, Cradle fans, and like serious horror movie fans. Yes. Why haven't you watched it? Because I can't find it anywhere. It's on a shutter? It's, it's not. Wow. I'll probably, I mean, I'll have to rent it eventually. But yeah, yeah I'm going to watch it. And I'll let everyone here know how it is. Please do. Um <laughs> uh, Nymphetamine, the band's sixth album, hit 89 on the billboards and earned the band a Grammy nomination for the title track in 2004, but lost to Whiplash from Motorhead, which... It's a fair loss. Understandable. Yep. Uh, Cradle of Filth have consistently produced quality releases and continued their mainstream success, all while under the uncompromising guidance of their lead singer. They've been through seven different record labels, including Sony, Nuclear Blast, and Roadrunner, and more than 20 official former members, not including touring and studio members. Do you know what record label they're on currently? Uh, NB, Nuclear Blast. Ah, okay. Did you miss the part where I said that they had 20 former members? No, I just, <laughs> I already, I, I'm a Cradle fan, so yeah. I've kept up with some of that, and I've, I've known that Danny has been pretty much the, the constant. I mean, he's literally Mr. Filth. Yeah. Uh, he is the, their former member like their their band membership has its own wikipedia page yeah that yeah uh i can't remember who we, we covered that also had that but yes yeah Ma- i mean you know <laughs> what are you gonna do what are you gonna do you got big personalities in that band <laughs> 
their latest release, Existence is Feudal, released last year, and the band stays true to form. Uh, Kerrang! had this to say in their review of the album. If you slept on Cradle of Filth recently, now is your chance to redeem yourself. For those who know, they're back at their hellish best. And it's really good. It's really good. Their their latest album is truly, truly good. Um, I couldn't find U.S. chart numbers for it. They might not be out yet because it, it came out in October because so. it came out super recently, but they have been on the Billboard top 200 with the exception of one album since Midian in the top 100. Yeah, I, you know, when I, again, I don't meet a lot of Cradle of Filth fans. Yeah. And it's, it's weird because when I do, they are fans of like Slipknot and Deftones and Volbeat. And it's like, so they go to like the rock fest here in Kansas city. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh, like who else, you know, who else? Oh, I like Cradle of Filth. And like, and then it's more rock bands. I'm like, wait, I, can we back up for two seconds? Yeah. You like one of the most extreme, like polarizing, I'll say yes, acts in metal. But then you also, it's, it's just a very strange fan base for me. Yeah, they are. I mean, no doubt they are an extreme metal band. If we're if we're talking. Yeah, don't mince words. Iron Maiden versus Cradle of Filth. Cradle of Filth's in the extreme metal camp, right? But yeah, they they because of their style, because of the. I don't know, atmosphere that their music produces, they garner a lot more mainstream success than other bands that we've talked about. Yeah. Um, well, who would you say uh, is the bigger band, uh, fa- you know, n- fan wide? Yeah, between Demi Borgir and Cradle Phil. Oh, Cradle Phil, which is strange to me because in the metal world, quote unquote, I think that Demi gets more respect. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, I, I so think just I think because of the it's it's because of the visual stuff that cradle has certainly they they get i think the reputation in the metal scene of like trying to bang the goth chicks yeah they're a hot they get referenced as a hot topic band yeah so that makes sense i guess right and that's i mean they are in hot topic because they are successful not vice versa not vice versa yeah i'll say this if you've been if i we, we've we've had a couple people tell us like oh i haven't listened to this band or i've written off this band yeah um, go back and try, try to try to get into Cradle of Filth, and we'll we'll try to steer you in in not their best hits or or anything, but some of their better cuts on our playlist on Spotify that goes up before the episodes come out. So if you miss that, go back and listen to it. Just give it a, give it a shot. This this will be the second playlist with Cradle on it now. Um, so if you if you've written them off, they're definitely one of the bands I would go back and kind of revisit. Yeah, and or if you really haven't given them a shot because time baby yeah because you see them as a hot topic band give them a shot you'll you'll enjoy it if you can find yourself enjoying typo negative you'll like cradle of filth yeah yeah right sure i i don't know people's tastes anymore anytime i recommend a band to someone i know they're and they're like oh yeah it's you know it's fine and i'm like they sound exactly like the band you love oh yeah but it's fine i'm like well then i just don't fucking I don't know. I, I don't recommend bands to people. I, that's what I need to start doing. Yeah. Just listen to the show yeah, well, and then yeah. you'll know. Yeah. People got tired of me talking about uh, botanists. Well, maybe that's and, why Vargas and little big, maybe because you choose, you latch onto these bands that 
are so good. You're so Vargas. You're good. You're handsome today. You're funny today. Your smile's beaming, and you're a smart cookie. That's what. That's how I'm going to end that topic. Mmm, mm, cookies, tasty. <laughs> hey, uh, thanks for listening. That was the end of round two, or and it's been a ride. I'm excited to get into round three and four and and the finals. It'll be uh, it'll be fun stuff because then we'll have some we'll have some good matchups. I believe there's going to be some wild matchups. We've been surprised a couple times and I think we're going to be continued to be surprised. Yeah, um, that that is it. Make sure you vote. You have to vote. If you don't vote, we will stop the show. We will quit the show. If you don't vote, we can't gloat. I try to come up with a rhyme and that's the only one I came up with. It was better than nothing. It was better than something boat, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, find us uh, on the internet. You can find us on, on Twitter and Instagram at the onslaught pod. You can email us at the onslaught podcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to us, whatever you listen to us on. If you don't want to be a part of Spotify, that's great. We're on plenty of other platforms. Google Play, Apple, uh, any of the smaller ones that you listen to or on SoundCloud. Any of the if we're, if we're not on one that you prefer. If you have to download an app to listen to this, tell us, and we'll be on the other app that yeah. you already have. Yep. Uh, we just have to know what it is so we can get our feed there. Um, you know, be be nice to each other. Don't try to rip each other's throats out over stupid shit. Uh, except, I mean, you know, if somebody says that they have a favorite band, make sure you tell them that their favorite band sucks. <laughs> <laughs>